Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another broadcast night here on the Soul of America Radio. Tonight you're listening to Breaking the Silence, Healing the Pain. Breaking the Silence and Healing the Pain offers an open and candid dialogue platform in which you can discuss issues involving sexual abuse, emotional abuse, addiction, depression, just to name a few. Join us tonight with your host, Janoris, Tasha, Tammy, and Tony. are survivors, and I made it by the skin of my teeth. I am Tony <laughs> Stolen, and we you are listening to Breaking the Silence, Healing the Pain, and tonight we've got a good show for you, and I want to let everybody know up front, if you're listening online, okay, if you're listening to us online right now, and I would like for somebody to Try to call in three two three seven eight four nine six three eight and let us know. I've opened the chat room. Let me know if you're hearing us on the phone. So three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. Chat room is now open. We open for business. I'm Tony on the phone with me, live and in person in the studio, breathing and living. Are Janoris? Where's my phone? Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Tammy Hey Come on folks Natasha. Hello And tonight we have a special guest With this DJ Rich voice Is going to enlighten <laughs> us With his intelligence And his outlook Mr. Mark Anthony no class. <laughs> He's going to be sitting there with us tonight. Mark, how you doing tonight? We're doing just fine today, Tony. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Everybody go around with Janoris, Tammy, Latasha. Start off with you, Janoris. Tell us how you're doing tonight and what's going on with you. Hi, everybody. This is Janoris. I'm doing great. I am super excited about tonight's show and so thankful and grateful for everyone who is supporting us on our Facebook page and who has uh, signed in tonight or calling in tonight to have this discussion with us. Thank you so very much for taking time out, and I'm sure that you will be happy that you did. We have a lot of good information to share. Good, good. Tammy, Sasha, one of Hello, 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 everyone. Um, I'm super <laughs> excited as well to see what the show is going to be like um, since it's our second time on the air. Um, just grateful to be a part of a powerful group of people. So, you know, um, I'm just looking forward to seeing what things we can discuss today. Right. There you go. Yeah. And um, this is Latarsha, and I'm really excited tonight. You know, I'm excited that um, we have some good information. This is really um, it's, it's inspiring as well. Good deal. Good yeah. deal. Well, so welcome we just tonight. had a lot I, of information. Oh yeah, tell them the name of the the, the show tonight. Of the topic. Infidelity, lust, lies, and divorce. And we'll see you next week on Breaking Silence, Healing the Pain. Thank you for tuning in. We'll talk to you. We can pass the hat around now and take up the collection, do the benediction, and go home. Right. Yeah, and we have a lot of things to, to talk about tonight. Like infidelity, lust, lives, and divorces is one of our uh, most popular shows, like what we did in our pre-testing, and it all centers around um, infidelity. Infidelity being 
one of the top reasons people get divorced in this country. And as you all know, the divorce rate, um, there's about 50% divorce rate among people who uh, get married. And so when we were researching, we found some very interesting information. Uh, Not only um, infidelity, but there was uh, abuse, both physical and emotional, incompatibility, uh, people getting together for some reasons, but recognizing at some point that they don't share the same goals, they don't share the same values, and so that incompatibility factor factors into the divorce rate as well. There's addiction that happens that could be drug addiction, alcohol addiction, sexual addiction, any forms of addiction actually, and parenting style differences, which I I uh, thought to be kind of interesting, but I guess that is representative of the fact that you're talking about bringing two people together who have oftentimes been parented differently and trying to make that work. So uh, we have a lot of things to talk about, the love, the lies. It all kind of ties in. So what do you think about that? I think it's wonderful. I have loved. I tell you what, we'll go ahead and get the, the definitions out the way and dive into it. They assigned me lust, ladies and gentlemen, and I looked it up. I have two different definitions, one by Dr. Valeria Chuba. She's a clinical sexologist. I had no idea such a person existed, Mark Anthony. She says lust is a human emotion that, can I read my writing? That creates a, a sexual desire. Now, she said that because she's a clinical sexologist. But know that lust can curtail food, money, different things. But for tonight, we're talking about sexual. Dr. Orloff, uh, who's a psychiatrist, said, and I liked her definition, lust is an altered state of consciousness programmed by the primal urge to procreate. And I'm going to let y'all's mind wonder what that one, procreate. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I like I'm definitely wondering. <laughs> I like that second definition because lust can be good, lust can be bad. You know, we were we were given lust biblically by God for our mate. And when lust becomes perverted, it's when, you know, there's a three-second rule, Tasha, that they said that they have for lust. If you, lust, if you look at somebody beyond three seconds, you're lusting. So y'all, y'all kick that around in your head. I know I have. But they said that if you look look beyond your lusting, lust has been, I looked it up in the Bible, that all they got is bad things to say about it. I'm not going to go into that. But what I wanted to wrap it up, because we got a lot to go over tonight, is is that lust can be good, lust can be bad. And lust, I'm going to get into this later, is a lot similar to love, believe it or not. So lust can be a sexual desire that is that is given to us by God, but we can pervert it. That's my take on it. Who had lies? Okay. <laughs> well, Tony, I'm not a clinical sex- a sexologist, but I have to agree with her on her definition of lust. I really, really do. Oh, yeah. I like that. We're talking about Judith or the last one. Yes, yes. And I want to say this one more time. It's an altered state of consciousness programmed by the primal. That means it's innate. It's organic. Urge to procreate. So it's organic. Lust is something that we got. You got lust. I don't care if you're a priest, a nun. You're gonna lust. But how do you, how do you control that lust? Some people can't control it. So that's why we uh, we get into it in this fashion and and end up with the lies and the divorce. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> now somebody was gonna talk about lies too. Maybe not. Yes, we we definitely going to talk about lies, you know, because, you know, just just from my experience myself, you know, um, being married for 13 years and constantly being lied to, and then, you know, I realized I caught myself, you know, constantly lying, you know, um, because I just felt like I was put down so much, you know, the lies started coming up from me as well. You know, I'm not going to exempt myself from um, the lies or saying, no, I wasn't talking to other people on the phone or no, you know. um, It's just, I guess it's a a form of cowardness because you're afraid to stand up for the truth. 
Yes. So true. But did you find yourself? Did you find yourself wanting to um, lie or cover up because he was lying and covering up? Yes, definitely. But um, because of who I am as a person, like always wanting to clear my conscience, every time I would lie, I find myself going back saying, "You know what? I apologize. I did lie about the situation," and I will always go back and tell on myself. So <laughs> my situation was kind of crazy because I would always, you know, end up going back and confessing and telling the truth, and um, you know, you know, apologizing and feeling. You know, wanting to clear my conscience So, but I know that on his end You know, it didn't bother him to lie He would always have to get caught Before the lie was exposed Like he would have to be You would have to catch his hand in the pie Before he would actually come out and tell Mm. the truth Um, Wow, after you believe it yourself, huh? (laughs) I wanted to speak to the lie piece From a different position Okay. As as being a person who was married to an individual who just constantly lied, 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 and me upholding my position as the wife, not going outside of my marriage, you know, it's like certain things that were said where it's almost like your intuition just, my intuition let me know that the person was lying, there's been times where you go into the interrogating piece and it's like they trip up and you catch them. And sometimes the part that really, really got me were like those times when I knew the person was lying because I knew for sure what it was that I had been questioning them about, already knew. And for them to continue to lie, and it's almost like it was sending me into some type of like tantrum, like a little kid. Like, just why don't you just be, why can't you just be honest about what it is that you've done as opposed to lying, and I already knew. So then the other part to it is knowing that the person has lied and still still being open to continue to deal with the relationship and try to work through it. So, you know, from that perspective, the um, the lies, it was a difficult thing to, you know, come to terms with when I had to, you know, um, accept when it was time to let go. Not really wanting to let go, but then it's like, hey, the proof is in the pudding. So why am I just going to keep on trying to hold on? So you were willing to look through the lies and almost forgive and ignore the lies in order to make the relationship correct work. Is that correct? Yes. Not to ignore the lies, but I was open to working through the lies. I was open to working through the lies because I knew that my husband had stepped outside of my marriage. I knew it. And, you know, my thing was be honest about it. And I, and, and I think I shared this with, um, with Tasha before, too, that as women, we are the ones who are more likely to be acceptable to deal with those things it's almost it's a double standard because for a woman, we're willing to deal with it, work through it, try to see that it, you know, it gets better. Where some men, because I'm not going to say all men, some men, it's like, okay, once they know that you stepped outside, it's done. But right, because they don't, it's I, harder. It's yeah. harder for them to deal with it. So, yes, I was willing to work through my marriage knowing that my husband had gone outside the relationship. And it was funny to me because the situation that we were in, he was in his place, I was in my place. And he questioned me about me being committed. And I said, well, first of all, you left 2803. You lived at 1101. So that should have been something that you should have thought about before you left and being concerned whether or not if I was going to go outside of the relationship when you know you already have. Right. So that, it was funny. That was really funny to me. So it was like I said, he was, it was almost like he was looking for me to say, yes, I had gone outside the relationship so he could justify what it was that he did. And then like Tasha talked to me earlier today about transferring what he had done onto me to make his stuff 
look less, you know, like like it wasn't a problem. So yeah, I was willing to work through. I was willing to work through, but after a while, it got tough. It really got tough. And I had just, I decided that I needed to just divorce. We have opened up the phone line, and if you go, ahead, if you're holding. Press one if you want to speak. We got a person wanting to speak, but go ahead, Mark Anthony. What were you about to say? No, I was just going to uh, ask, when did she know that she had heard the last lie, when enough was enough? Oh, oh my gosh. Enough was enough, like, whew. Wow. You had to do it so many. Right. It, it's, I think the last lie. I can't. I'm not gonna, I can't be real, real detailed about exactly what it was about. But right. It was just like, and it didn't have anything to do with. And this is the crazy part because it's coming back to me. It didn't have anything to do with the infidelity. <laughs> it had something to do with something else. That, you know, it was like the icing on the cake to the infidelity. Okay. And I was okay. like, look, for real, I'm just, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done trying to, because I asked about going to counseling. Okay, he would say he would go, but then when the time came to go, it was always, you know, a different story. It was an excuse. Um, something at work. So it was like, okay, well, I'm not going to be the one that's putting 100 in. From what I I could clearly see that he really wasn't putting the effort in, so that that in itself was a lie because it's almost like you wanted me to be okay with the infidelity and say that you're going to work towards making it right when you knew the whole time you had no intention on trying to change. So that it it, it wasn't the infidelity itself, but. It was more lies. Right. It was more lies on top of lies. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, right. I'm just going to tell you what I want, what you want to hear so I can get you off my back. And then right. I'm supposed to be okay with it. No. No. So when I was Well, we've got a caller that. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, what? I was going to get a caller that wants to make a comment when you get through. Okay. No, go ahead. They can go ahead. I'm yeah. Good. Okay. Okay, well, we've got uh, Ebonique Holding. Miss Ebonique is on the line. Ebonique. Big, bold, and beautiful. (laughs) You there? Well, thank you for that wonderful, wonderful introduction. I just want to tell you, ladies, you guys have done an amazing job, and uh, I just really wanted to to just tell you, you know, this is very much needed. Um, I wanted to make a comment uh, uh, regarding the whole lies and deception and cheating thing, you know. Um, My comment is I think my situation was on the flip side. And with my situation on the flip side was that I was in a marriage with someone who basically did not know how to love me when I cheated. Um, and I think sometimes those are the situations where you have the lonely housewife and, you know, the husband doesn't, um, you know, those you both have different needs or he's unwilling or unable or doesn't know how to love the way that he, the way that you need to be loved. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also the thing where, you know, um, he doesn't know love, and he comes from, you both come from two broken backgrounds, um, childhood, so, you know, it's not there. And then and then I found myself with, the, with my situation with my ex was that he wasn't willing to let me in. We were always, it always seemed like we were estranged. He had his mm-hmm. life, I had my life. So for me coming from a life, of abuse and coming from a life of neglect, you know, when you take those vows to marry someone, you expect them to give you that love. And a lot of times we're searching for love. We're looking for 
um, a love in, in, in the wrong wrong areas and love become material things, love become, you know, lustful things and the matters of the heart because we're so broken, we don't really see what's right in front of our face or what we truly need, unable to know what we need at that time. So, you know, I I just basically wanted to say that because of his unwillingness to love me the way I needed to be loved, I went 11 years in a relationship feeling empty. There was such a void. And, you know, that can happen, especially when you marry for all the wrong reasons. So, you know, just to put that out there, to be, and that's why I cheated, because I was so unhappy. I wasn't fulfilled um, as a woman. And, you know, I felt bad because in the eyes of God, you know, I didn't want to be this adulterous wife. But at the same time, I was like, God, you want me to be miserable? I'm so unhappy with this person. And that's why I made the decision to divorce because if he had his way, we would have still been together, living mm. life separately, mm. where he's on the end of the one spectrum and I'm on the opposite end of it. And, you know, we would have still been living in the same house. And I would have still been doing my thing, and I just thought that's not a life for me, and that's not fair for him, and it's not fair for me. And you know, when you're not willing to take the time to put that to put that time into your relationship, your marriage mm-hmm. that you put in to get that individual, then mm-hmm. you know, because work marriage is a job; it's a constant. You having to reinvent yourself. Reinvent your relationship, reinventing ways for your spouse to fall for you, and you know some people are just not up for the up for the fight or the or the job, but um, you know, that is my whole spin on the whole retrospect when it comes to um, relationships and when it comes to um, people not wanting to be a cheater but feeling like they have no other choice or option. So right. that was my reasoning. Wow. I really appreciate you sharing that. Yes, well. I believe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it, it really helps to understand, you know, why, where the infidelity comes in in a lot of marriages. And, you know, it's it's going on so much now that it's like the norm, you know, you know and it's it's... It's just it's so it's gotten to the point where you know it's it's so normal that you know a lot of times I have conversations with women, you know, and they'll say you know well don't worry about it you know or you know um just you know what the church that I was going to you know they always say you know we'll just pray for him, you know God'll let him overcome it and you know you just have to ask yourself when is enough enough. You know, and I think Mark asked that question, you know, when is enough enough? You know, I think that I think he rephrased it differently. Remember, he said, well, when is worse? I mean, like, how much worse are we supposed to accept? Right, right. Yeah, like, you know, for better, for worse. Okay, yeah, how, how much worse am I willing to accept? You know, yeah, but that, I think that. I think that when you, um, you know, because everybody is going to have a different perspective. You know, you have Mm -hmm. a person who is a Christian, you know, that's going to see things differently from someone that may not, um, you know, understand how much God hates divorce. You know, they're going to look at it from a different perspective in that way. You know, and the way that my eyes were seeing it was, you know, I wanted to do things the right way. You know, so mm-hmm. I wanted, I tried every extreme, you know, of yeah. trying to make my marriage work by going to counseling, going to, um, had, um, we had uh, people from church that mentored us. You know, we went to our pastor, we went to sexual addictions clinics, um, you know, therapy, and, you know, we, I, I did everything I possibly could. And in the process of me doing it, I was losing myself. You know, in a process of me, you know, going through um, having children made outside of the marriage, you know, the lies, it began to make me look at myself as if I didn't exist. You know, I totally mm-hmm. lost myself, disconnected from family, disconnected from friends because I was too embarrassed that everybody knew what I was going through, you know, with um, knowing that there were other children outside the marriage and, and how I was feeling like they were looking at me. And just to feel and to, and to realize 
that um, going back to um, piggybacking off of what Ebonique has shared was, you know, we were I was broken, and it helped me to see how I was so broken, you know, on the inside that I didn't even see my self-worth. You know, and it took me to separate from my husband and file for the divorce for me to look back and see that I was very broken. You know, my self-esteem was very low, you know, and I did not see myself the way that I see myself today. You know, I'm much stronger. I had to take my power back because I had turned everything over, you know, to my husband and gave everything that I had in me. And I didn't have anything else to offer. At that time, you know, after once I filed for the divorce. So, you know, some people just go through not being able to, I mean, just being able to see it from different perspectives. Wow. Wow. Okay. So I just wanted to say, guys, I just really appreciate you for uh, bringing, um, I really appreciate this show. Um, it's gonna, you guys are gonna, you guys really rock. You guys are gonna help a lot of people. I'm so sorry about my dumb dogs in the background, but um, I just wanted again to just say thank you so much for having me on, and um, I really, 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 really love this show. I'm loving how it's starting off and what it's doing. Well, thank you so much, Ebony. We appreciate you. We definitely appreciate you calling in. <laughs> okay, we're going to take a quick break we'll, we'll be right back I believe Yeah, we'll be right back Hello everybody My name is Towns Douglas And I am fighting the power On the soul of America Radio Silence, healing the pain. Let's just put it out there. What do you think? Sex addiction is it a diagnosis or an excuse? It, it depends on the person itself and what we define as sexual addiction. All sexual addiction is not negative. Our topic tonight will be marriage versus living together. Does a piece of paper make a difference? Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so what, what type of marriage are we referring to here? Let's clarify that. <laughs> so come on, you survivors. Join us every Thursday night at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern so you can break the silence. And heal the pain right here on Soar. This is the Soul of America Radio. Breaking the silence, healing the pain. <laughs> that dog on Mark has one of the deepest voices I've ever heard. That wasn't you, Mark. It's another Mark um, that does my does my <laughs> announcing. But, but it's about the same anyway. All Marks, I guess. Um, we're back. You're listening to Breaking the Silence, Healing the Pain. And Tony, Janoris, Tarsha, Tammy, and Mark on the line right now. We just hung up with Ebonique, and we've been discussing uh, infidelity, lust, lies, and divorce, and uh, we've had a lot of good conversation going on. If you're holding right now and you want to speak on the air, 
press one, and then our producer will know that you want to speak, and then just hang there. Uh, he or myself will get to you and get you ready to come online. If you're listening online and you want to make a comment, uh, go ahead and dial three two three seven eight four nine six three eight, and then press one. Or register for the chat room. Don't be lazy. Register for the chat room. So right now we're going to bring in uh, David, who has been holding patiently. Thank you so much for waiting, and I'm going to give you a clap, David, for that patience. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I wanted to touch on some things uh, that the previous callers were talking about um, as I was listening. To- <laughs> as I was listening, I heard- Go ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> As I was listening, I heard um, her touch on her personal relationship. And even though I myself am not married or am I'm not in a relationship myself, I have um, seen, uh, you know, my parents and uh, how they've progressed in their relationship. And um, in myself, I've, I've, I'm continuing to grow. And um, I've realized that I don't, I think that when it comes to relationships, men are not taught to um, really adopt. They're not taught to, um, I'm sorry, you guys, I'm kind of getting nervous. <laughs> but oh, no. uh, okay. I think that no, when it comes you. to relationships, men are taught different things than women. Um, they're taught different uh, customs that would, sabotage the relationship rather than um, enhance it. For instance, um, as we grow up, we're often, uh, sex is uh, the ultimate accomplishment. And it often, you know, I'm sure everyone knows that. And when it comes to sex outside of marriage, it is no longer, a, a, the, the relationship is no longer polygamous. So I think that that is the root of the issue when it comes to relationships as um, when what we're taught, how we're taught it, and um, what we do with it in the long run. Right. That's an excellent point, David. I, uh, I agree with you because, you know, um, things that took place in, in relationships, say back in the day, um, I've heard through discussions and I've been a witness to it as well. Back in the day when men would go outside of the marriage, um, the women oftentimes would do what they refer to hold hold it together for the sake of the family, which means that she would um, accept and deal with the infidelity because there were a lot of other things to consider. There were children to consider. Sometimes uh, she was not working, so she didn't have the abilities to be able to provide for herself and for her children because she worked within the home. And so there are a lot of things that they considered during those times that helped them or made them have the decision to say it's not saying that they condoned it, that they liked it, that they agreed with it or anything, but making a decision that includes someone other than yourself. That's looking outside of yourself to see what's the greater good, especially when you're talking about children. And so I think oftentimes that approach that women take or took was misconstrued by the husbands in thinking that, well, okay, it's all right as long as I'm bringing the check in and, you know, she's staying there, everything is okay. But it's not all right. It's not all right. And so um, people tend to think that, okay, that's how I saw granddaddy do it. That's how I saw daddy do it. So, okay, you know, I, I can do that too. But, you know, we are a different generation and uh, women are self-sufficient often, and so that is not always the determining factor as to whether, um, you know, the marriage will end in divorce or there are some consequences for it because oftentimes women have earning potential and power and they, you know, can take care of the family. It may not be the way that it was on a two-income, but, you know, can, can suffice and, and take things, um, take care of things. So. But I agree, David, that's, that's quite uh Quite a perspective. We appreciate you for sharing. And you, and yeah. you know, well, thank David, you, so you much. about you thought you mentioned about men being taught differently in different ways, and that's true. And then also, it depends on the familial structure, family structure, 
uh, what a child witnesses when he's young. Uh, One child might witness a lot of abuse and tend to take that on to the next relationship that he may have. Mm -hmm. One child might not see a lot of affection and decide to, uh, when they grow up, they subconsciously don't have the knowledge to share affection. And then some of them learn it from in the environment, their friends, other family members. And so a mm-hmm. lot of different things come to play. So each man, is, in my opinion, is taught differently from their environment, their friends, their family members, and their parents. And so everybody's a bit different. But overall, you're right, men think differently. So I appreciate you bringing that out. You're welcome. Well, I agree with you there, Tony. I really, really do. Uh, it's doing to, due to the environment a lot of time is how a lot of men take it on to the next relationship. And it doesn't make it right, uh, but you could almost say it's inheritable. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I said inheritable. Yes, yes. In other words, uh, it's, it's the same thing Tony said, Engineer said. A lot of times growing up, we see things and we take it as normal. And we don't really know any better. So as we grow older and get into relationships, we tend to do the same thing. Is that really our fault? Uh, that can be debatable. So that's why that's what I said it's, uh, it is a terrible. That's it as well. Oh, that, that's good. I like that. Okay. We are a product like of that, our environment. Is... Go ahead. I hear some background noise. Yes, yeah, a lot of noise in the Somebody background. have a bird. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. That's okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Is that a bird or a fire extinguisher? Go ahead. Go ahead. A fire a, Go ahead. Go ahead. It's a bird. Um, oh, it's a bird. Um, <laughs> oh, oh. Okay, all right. We welcome animals on the show, dogs and birds. <laughs> well, well, David, I certainly appreciate your call. Thank you for calling, and, and you're so right. I appreciate that. Make sure you stay tuned. We're going to put you in. I'm going to take you back, and you can listen. Don't hang up. And next week, we're going to have another show, so hang on, and you'll hear what okay. next week's show is, and you'll be welcome to call in. I, I would. I mean, I love it. You you sound very intelligent, and you Gotten all of us to laugh, and I appreciate that. And trying to loosen <laughs> Thank up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much Thank for calling in. So we much, really appreciate David. it. Yeah. I got a question I want to pose to everybody before we move on. Okay. And we've talked about trust. I think we lost Dominique. I was going to try to ask her too. We lost her. I was. We were talking about lust, and we were talking about uh, come in, and we were talking about um, trust. Uh, uh, I mean, lies and trust. My question is, and, and everybody's got a different. Do can we really ever trust again once there's one lie? It's almost like handing somebody a glass that and a big glass of water and telling them drink this water. It's only got a tiny drop of urine in it, not much, just a tiny. Can we? Can we, can we yeah, like okay. Like, can we drink this? Is it possible for us to move forward after that? And while y'all are talking, I got something I'm going to do, but can anybody delve into that for me? Is it possible? (sighs) I I think that it is possible, but it is very, very challenging. Uh, Mm -hmm. Most relationships, the, the key is trust. And once that trust is broken, it is very, very hard to get it back. But it has been done in some cases. Uh, in order for us to move on, I think we're always going to have just a little bit of doubt. Is he or she really telling the truth? Can I really, really believe it? And as I'm not trying to stereotype, but you know, sometimes women, things can happen six years ago. You'll bring it right back up again to us today. So I do uh, have to agree with you on that. <laughs> <laughs> we thought we settled it. So it, yeah. it can't, I think... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you I know, used to have uh, a list, and that list that I had, I can remember from what they did from the first year till we was married to see, I can give them see. the time, the date <laughs> from 13 years ago. So I totally agree with what you mean. We 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 tend to hold on to things a lot. 
And it doesn't yeah. help. It doesn't help because we can't kick them while they're already down. Can't keep beating them over the same head. If you're going to stay, then you make a decision to forgive. Why, thank you. I thank you very much. I do appreciate that. I wish most women felt that way. <laughs> well, I mean, but it's, gonna... it's, it's, it's easier said than, than it is to be done because it's just like once you are caught red-handed in that lie, it's almost like, well, Dad, can I believe anything else that, you know, that you say? And it's almost like I'm always looking to kind of like, you know, yes. just like tear something apart to see if yes. you're telling the truth, you know. So yes. it does take a lot of time. You know, I know um, my mom used to always say, forgive and forget. But it's like it's one of those things where I can I can forgive, but the forgetting part is what I struggle with. I can forgive that you right. told the lie, but right. forgetting, even though I say, you know, because – you try not to bring those old, you know, skeletons out the closet that you, you know, that, that you got caught in your lie about. It's just like, okay, well, I got to be, you know, reminded that this did happen before. So it's almost like, you know, like the devil always going to try to play on your, um, you know, on your thoughts. But it's really, really hard to get, like, get past it when somebody has asked me, you know, when they lie to you. So you can trust again, but it also plays out in their behaviors because based on whatever it was that they lied about, you know, you can kind of tell when things have changed as opposed to them going, you know, being the same. So that also will help me too. But, I mean, now we're speaking within the merge. I'm speaking now, in reference to, okay, now you're outside of your marriage after your divorce. After the divorce, have you been lied to, you know, you're caught the person in a lie, the trust piece, with having right. the trust of the individuals who you may want to open up to and be in a relationship with. You're going through the dating process. And it's like, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, I always put up this wall. I will put up a wall to kind of like to protect, not kind of, but to protect myself. And then I would say to myself, well, I'm not going to get into no serious relationship right now anyway. You know, but the thing is, okay. is, okay, why am I going into it if my intent is not for it to be a meaningful, lasting relationship? So mm. the trust issue, is, it, 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 it has a stronghold on you too after the fact, even after the divorce. Okay. Because you just well, don't was, know if you yeah. can trust people. I'm so, well, I, go ahead. No, I was trying to listen to what Mark was getting ready to say. Well, I was going to share uh, an experience. After going okay. through a few relationships, I found there were trust issues, and that's a big thing for me. And it was very, very difficult to enter another relationship and give them complete trust. And as she just said, I would sometimes sabotage that relationship because yes. I could completely trust when I really wanted to. So mm -hmm. I had to come to the point when I said, okay, it's either in or out. It's like they say mm -hmm. falling in love. You have to fall. You just have to give, all right? <laughs> Take a chance. In, 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 relationships, in relationships, okay, there's no guarantees. Okay, everything is a gamble. You only have to right. weigh the odds to see whether or not you think this is going to work or this is in your best interest. So if you right. come to that conclusion, you just give it all, and you just learn to trust again because that person has a clean slate. And I found that once I was able to do that, relationships turned out to be much, much better. So that's why I say it can be done. It, but it's yeah. very, very challenging because you can forgive, but like she said, it's hard to forget. But right. let me ask you this. How long did it take you to get to that point where you could really, like, go into a relationship hands down and say that I am going wholly, you know, trust a person without having the notion that somebody's going to lie or cheat? Many, 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 many years. 
Ooh. Many, yeah. many years. Because every time the trust was broken, it was harder on the next time for me to give that trust again. All right. right. But what I had to do, the biggest help for me was when I prayed. I got on my knees and I prayed. Because Ooh. after a while, I noticed one thing that was a common denominator in all the relationships. It was me. So maybe it was me. So the only person that could help me was my father upstairs. So I fell on my knees and I prayed. And we had some long conversations over a period of time. And that was what he put inside of me. And so that's what I did. And now I am a happy man. Wow, that's powerful. That is definitely powerful. I know that's right. Yeah, I I mean, that just gives you hope, you know, that – you know, that you, you, you can retrust again because I used to um, look at my situation and say, okay, you know, I was making a decision to trust again. And the minute that I put my guards down and started giving mm. my heart again and started trusting again, then, mm. you know, there were more lies. So all that did for me was just put a Band-Aid on it, and it was like every time he did it, it just ripped the scab right off of that sore that I had started to heal. So I didn't get a chance to allow that sore to completely heal because it was just one lie after another, and it just kept on just ripping the scab off. But I did, you know, consciously pray and ask God, please allow me to forgive. And, you know, I feel like I have forgiven, you know, and I feel like this time now has helped me to find out you know, to get into myself. And when you got to do that self-evaluation, like you just said, you have to, um, you know, you, you were the common denominator. So it's some brokenness in you that, you know, you continue to accept that. But I, I definitely appreciate what you just said because it definitely gives you hope and, you know, just definitely praying. You know, you got to be a woman or man of prayer, definitely. Definitely. And, you know, um, I don't know if anybody has said this already because, to be honest, I had about 15 things going on outside of this show for the last three minutes. But um, I also think it's uh, we're going to go ahead and say a man and a woman. Let's say the man cheats. I know the women are happy about that. Let's say the man cheats. (laughs) And then so (laughs) they didn't get that mark. But let's yeah, say, I, I, know, I know. I know. <laughs> I got it. So oh, we they, got they, it. They, they decide, <laughs> yes. They to, and I forgot the show was recorded. They decide to reconcile. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. about a month later, Tammy, the, the 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 wife comes up and says, "What's your Facebook password?" And you go, "What? I, I can't have your yep. Facebook password." So. I guess what I'm saying is <laughs> the men men have to definitely <laughs> men also have to realize at some point that there's some behaviors that he may have that a woman is gonna see and it don't matter what he's doing, how he's coming home on time, what they can see certain things and go well, he's always on the computer a lot. Just like last yeah. time. Hmm. Right. And so they say, Can I can I see your phone? So there are some behaviors that men are going to have to say. We as men are have to say, okay, all right, I see what you're saying, and I understand where you're going with this. Um, I know I'm not doing nothing, but I think we as men have to be, in that instance, have to be a little more understanding about why a woman might ask things but I ain't giving them no Facebook password. But we need to get a little more understanding. <laughs> why not? That was my question. Yeah, right. What you okay. say, Janus? Why are you trying to your password? Up. You try to hide something. Look, look, look. Are we required as couples to share Facebook password? Is that a requirement? Does that mean that I'm cheating no. if I don't want to get my Facebook password? No, it doesn't. And you, and hello? You, you, we, hello? 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 Yes. Hello. Yeah, we there. Everybody here. Go okay, ahead, ladies, I'll put this to you then, since, since y'all quiet. It's, it's, no, it's, we it's not quiet. Okay, go ahead then. <laughs> answer, okay. Because no, I'm going to give her an answer. Okay. Basic, you, no, I don't feel like you have to give, you know, your Facebook password, you know. I mean, you, you want to build on trust. So if you haven't given this person any reason to feel 
or done anything that caused her. Normally, it's something that was done in that relationship that will cause her to feel insecure, that she want to check behind you. You know, and if that trust is broken, that's when, you know, we tend to want to have the Facebook password, want to have your email account and, you know, check in phone records and stuff like that. It's, it's something that has triggered this woman to feel that way. We don't just feel that way for no reason. Right. Normally, well, it's, we really don't. What, it's what something is, that was done or created. And right. even, when it's, when, even when it has been done and that trust is, it was broken, the person, I must say the person, because it could be man or woman, you have to do things to gain that trust back, and you have to be willing to do whatever it is to make sure yes, that please. that person feels secure. If it's giving them the Facebook page, if it's giving them the email account, wherever it takes the passcode to your phone, you should have no reason to have to hide anything because everything should be transparent. But I understand yes, as an individual person you should be able to, you know, log onto your Facebook and go and, and do the things that you normally do and feel like you can have some privacy to yourself. But but once that trust has been broken and that person feels like, oh, I need to have that for my security, if that's what it takes, then that's what you need to do because you was, oh, yeah. you're the one who broke that trust, so you need to make it right. Well, I, I want to add to what you said, Tasha, because there's, there's okay. a certain statement that you made in that that um, that I want to uh, to clarify m- my position on that. And you said that okay. if um, if they want to check, it's something that you've done that makes them want to question that. And I don't think that it's always something that that person may have done. That might be right. the residual from another relationship. Right. Those That's what I was behaviors thinking. or whatever may have triggered that. So it's not always the person that you're with. But um, right. uh, in in our chat room, I was just checking, uh, one of our um, members made this comment with regard to that, which I think is, is very relevant. And let me see if I can read it. She says that... Um, uh, we have to realize that all men and women aren't the same, so therefore we shouldn't bring old baggage of distrust from a previous relationship into a new one. And right. as Latasha said, we should allow ourselves to heal before moving on to the next one. So we want to thank right. you in chat room for sharing. But that. let me let me ask you this: How many people really take the time after one relationship or marriage? to actually find themselves, go through that healing process before they jump into another relationship. Because that's that's a part of the problem also, because when we don't take the time to deal with those issues from our previous, whether it's relationship, marriage, or whatever, we we have a tendency to carry those, those behaviors, those thoughts, that, you know, those feelings into the next relationship. You know how... Erica, Erica Badu say, you know, the bag lady, and it go for men, and for men just like women. You know, like how long really do we take the time to heal within ourselves and deal with everything that we dealt with in a previous relationship before we move on to the next relationship? Well, that's a good question, but that's a, a question that each individual needs to ask themselves because right. – you know, a lot of times I think people want to be in relationships just because they don't want to be alone. But you know what? Right. If you can't be alone with yourself, if you don't like who you are in your alone relationship, then you That's need to right. question why would somebody else want to be in a That's relationship great. with you. And see, That's once you great. get yourself together, you are you are accepting of you and you know who you are, then you'll be ready right. to move on. But a lot of people move on far too soon because, first of all, they right. don't want to see the ex-mate with somebody. I don't want him to be found somebody and I don't have nobody or I don't right. want to be there with nobody. You know, oh. that kind of stuff. Always oh, yeah. focusing on the wrong stuff. That's, what, that's the way I see it, focusing on the wrong stuff. Focus on you. Get you right. And you get right. you right, you go out there, then you'll be all right, and then you'll know mm-hmm. when the time is right. That's hey, so true. Hey, lady, I mean, hey, that's so hey, true. We got, a, we, we, we got about five minutes left, and we got a caller that wants to get in before we get off the air. He's been very patient. Thank you for waiting. Hugh, are you on? Hey, hey Hugh. Hello. Hello? Wait a minute. Yes. Hey, you're on, you're, you're on the air. Well, maybe Come not. Come on, now. Don't, don't get cold feet now. <laughs> I mean, I don't think so. 
Is you on the air? You on the air? Yeah, he there. He dropped. No, he dropped. Okay. Oh, well, he well, got well, I think what happened is, uh, yeah, we he, he must y'all must have run him off. But uh, <laughs> all right, we well, call back in. We have a few minutes. Call back in. We want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> or go yeah. with the next. Or go with the next call. The next person. Okay. He said, "Hi, I think what happened was we had some problems. Blog talk dropped a few calls." So that's probably what the what the problem was. Let me try this one here and see if they can speak as well. Uh, okay. Let me see if I can get this one. Now, this is a person I have not spoken with, but I'm going to try to bring him on and see if we can. Caller ending in 3297, you wanting to speak on the air? Welcome. Hello? Going once. Hello? Are you there? Thirty two ninety seven? Gone. Okay, well we must be having a few four problems then. We lost y'all right, where he falls right, and then this person got it scared. Ain't, it ain't the well, line, it's the topic. It's the topic. That's it's what it the topic. is. It's the topic. It's the topic. It ain't the line. They're afraid. Come on now. Come on, we need to hear well, y'all. I wanna I wanna say that well I think we got them. Got them back. We got about three minutes, so we'll go overboard. Hold on a second. Uh, welcome. Is that you, Hugh? Hello. Hello? Hey, Hello? you on the air. Is this Hugh? No, it's not here. Who am Mike. I speaking with? Who is this? Mike. Mike. Mike, did you want to speak on the air? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. We got about two minutes. Welcome, Mike. Here. Welcome, Mike. Hi. Yeah, how you doing? Good. I'm in. Hello. No, it's Mike. We want to hear from you, Mike. What did you want to share? Yes, I wanted to talk about, um, like you said, uh, our, our ongoing cycle. Once you go out the relationship, once you go out the relationship, and it's kind of like a lust factor. Me, personally, I lusted for, uh, of course, for the body, and then I lusted for what that person I was kind of like seeking what the what, what my mate didn't have, which if she, if she wasn't goal oriented or if she was you know motivational or you know you know everything that I wanted my woman to have, and I found myself gravitating to that person, cheating, going to that person, wind up being with that person, and it was like a cycle. Once and then once that happened, the trust factor came in because it was like shoot, I, I cheated with her. Now, you know, I know she's capable of, she had someone. So it was like a cycle thing going on. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to elaborate mm-hmm. on that. I was kind of seeking for different things, uh, the, the lust for, for for success, you know, for, you know, the, the mind and also the body. Now, when you said it was mm-hmm. an ongoing cycle, do you mean that it was like um, you would you would do something and then your mate would do something, or do you mean that it was an ongoing cycle just for you? No, it's hey, Mike. Like, oh, Mike, 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 yes, hold on just yes, a second. Sir. In one minute and 30 seconds, we're going to lose the Internet audience, audience because our streaming will stop. But we're going to go into overtime because I want Mike to – what you can do is you can call in now, 323-784-9638, and continue to hear us, but we're going to lose – all of the internet audience in about one minute. So if you want to join in and listen to the rest of this, dial three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. We're going to go into overtime. I'm sorry, Mike. Go ahead. That's okay. No, it, it was it was an ongoing cycle with me. Once I know I, I committed that act, and I, and that was what I was looking for. It started to be, you know, repetitive. It was more like, no, no, you know, that's not the one, and that's not the one. But I, at the same time, I was still with my mate. You know, I was I was kind of. You know, searching for that for that that right one. And I can just say, like sometimes, you know, of course we all know you don't get everything you want in one person. It was like, all right, this person, you know, is, is strong-headed and, and you know she's a bold woman. She does this, she does that. And that's what you like. And she's successful. She got a good head on the shoulders. Then you got the other one that's you know. Uh, so someone came like a, a, a like some type of addiction, a, a compulsion. 
that you were seeking something that you didn't get from the one person and you received some other quality or some other, you know, uh, something in that personality that... She might have not been. She might have not been. You know, the the eye catcher. You know, the had the body or whatever. She had the brains, and then you had that person that had the body, and then you know she was sexy, but at the same time she she didn't bring the brains to the you know the situation. So it was like, ah, you know, I think you, you want dance like ah, you know, that's not it. So it was like a repetitive wow. cycle. Right. Mm. Wow. I definitely appreciate your honesty and openness because that, you know, helps give a lot of insight on, you know, what people be actually thinking and what they're actually feeling. And then, you know, but do you ever sit back and think, like, you know, what is it, you know, to do the self-evaluation to look at yourself? Yeah, yeah. I've done that several times. I've done that several times. The whole thing with me, even with my mate, was uh, uh, feeling guilty of, of leaving because I know it's not right. You know, uh, the I want to say the, the match between me and her, you know, we don't, we click and then we don't click, you know, and then at, at the mm-hmm. same time, it's not the qualities that I, I really want. But it's kind of like the It's kind of like the, I want to say, like kind of like the betrayal of leaving, you know, leaving her alone and you know, I don't know. I'm not going to say Do you feel like it's, the, it's that you're afraid to leave or do you, you know, because I know you said it was the guilt from the stuff that you know you had already done, but do you stay, how long do you stay in that relationship knowing that that's not really filling you? What you, you know? want. Mm-hmm. So do you, how long do you stay in that situation or do you seek do you continue to seek until you find this other person that you think that is the one, and then you leave? I mean, I'm just trying to figure out how far do you go with that? Um, you know, I, I noticed that, you know, at the end, the end is near, and, you know, before you open up another page, you, you definitely got to close one book and open up another book. I right, know that. Right, so, right. You know, so, you know, you got to... It's all a mind. It's all a mental, and just you know, kind of like sitting her down and just letting her know, like you know. And of course, she, she, once she's been with a person for so long, it, it's, it's kind of you know hard to break away from. Her, but you know, you, you need to move on eventually. It's, 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 it's not happy. So I'm getting there. It's like it, it, for me, it had to build up. You know, I watch friends just bounce. You know, from girl to girl, like they were just you know, they, like they were just pieces of paper and, you know, somebody mm. turning the page, you know, and I can't do that. It's kind of on my conscience. So. Right. Mm. Your conscience. Yeah, that's, yeah. And that's the piece right there, your conscience. Yeah, my, right. my thing is, is have you ever taken the time to sit down and talk to her about those qualities that you look for in other individuals and seeing that there's some way that she could satisfy those needs um, so you wouldn't have to go outside of the relationship? Because I've, I've had to, I've had some friends who I discussed that with them where they had a good woman at home, but in the industry, you know, and they're, they're with this woman and that woman. And I said, well, why do you do that when you have a good woman at home? They was like, well, pretty much what she said, well, there's some things that she'll do that she won't do. But I think I say, well, if you take the time and talk to your mate, because if you're married, you're together, and you're about wanting to make sure that, you know, you make your, your mate happy and you satisfy and you please them, it may not happen immediately, but I think as long as you continue to have that conversation, it's likely to happen somewhere down the line. Not to say that everything they're going to be open to, but have you know? Have you ever had those kind of conversations? Yeah, I've had those conversations several times, but it only seems like, you know, they take strides once they feel like it's a threat. You know, if they find out, find out, you know, I was talking to somebody or you know whatever else, then they and, and you know do a little investigation or whatever. It's, you know, it's kind of, you know, that that's that's kind of like the only way. Get better. Open that book up with those like, all right, step my game up kind of stuff. You know what I mean? 
Wow. Well, well, I well Mike, uh, are, are you are you okay, in the I'm, uh, I'm on Facebook, Mike? No. Are you on Facebook? You're not. No. No. You're not on Facebook. How old are you? No. <laughs> young guys, you sound young, man. All the all everybody young is on Facebook. Okay, I was going to ask you to join our Facebook uh, our Facebook um um page, but if you're not on Facebook, that's cool. But tune in on tune in with us next Monday. We'll be here the same time, and we'll be having. Tell them, you know, what, what's the topic next week? Next Monday, we're going to talk about family secrets because we all have family secrets. Like it's generational, and a lot of times people withhold information under the pretense of, you know, protecting people. And so we want to talk about that and how that can be. You heard of skeletons in the closet and. You know, family secrets. So that's what that's what we're going to talk about. It's called family secrets. Who are we protecting, and who are we hurting? Next Thursday. Wow. Well, Mike, wow. thanks for calling. And everybody, so we had a hell of a show. We had a hell of a show. <laughs> yes, we did. Yes, we did. <laughs> Mike, I hope yeah. you'll you'll continue uh, I, to listen and call back. You know, we would really love to have you, and I really appreciate you you calling in and sharing, you know, sharing your story, and I hope that you'll continue to call in so that we can dialogue. We've learned from you, and hopefully you've learned some things from us as well. So thank you so much. And what I want to add to that is hopefully somewhere down the line that you and your mate can kind of, like, work it out. As long as you work on yourself, if you really love her, you can work on yourself and it can get better. So... Most of all, I, I think myself that it's all from, from what I've heard tonight that it sounds like that with both of them working together, both people working together, there is hope for people that are going through infidelity, love lives, and even divorce. We're hoping that it doesn't get to that here. Um, we always want the best for people. We always try to pull out the positive. That's why we're here. And also, if you need more information on it, uh, there was a site I looked up that had, oh, it's called infidelityhelpgroup.com, infidelityhelpgroup.com. So if you're listening and you're going through something like this and you didn't get a chance to call in or whatever, uh, check that site out, infidelityhelpgroup.com, all one word. They got some good information on there. Everybody, I enjoyed it tonight. It was beautiful. <laughs> I enjoyed it as well, I and I would, like to, I would like to say, Tasha, Tammy, Janoris, Tony, thank you for inviting me uh, for this wonderful show. I had a complete ball. Thank you again. <laughs> thank you for joining us. <laughs> Thanks, Mark Anthony. And don't be talking like you ain't coming back next week. You're going to be here next week. Janoris <laughs> 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 is going to cut you a check. You'll be back next week. He'll be with me. All right, everybody. Okay. That, that was that was a big, big joke. All right, everybody. And uh, join us here on the Soul of America Radio. Everybody, can we tell them a big hearty goodbye? Bye, Bye. everybody. <laughs>